Welcome to the Grow Coach Podcast. Welcome to today's show. I'm here with Frankie. Frankie, how's it going? Hello, hello, hello. It's going well. I'm happy to be back. I know it's been a minute. You know what, man? Life happens and it's great. But you know what, dude? We are like 100 plus episodes strong. And uh, we're always coming up with new ideas to uh, bring to our listeners, all five of them. <laughs> we we got you. We got you. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, so this is going to be one of those uh, new ideas we got. We're going to do this a grill coach short. We're not going to give you a whole full episode, this and that, because life happens and we need balance also. But uh, today we're going to do our first grill coach short. And Frankie and I are going to talk about cooking ribs on a Weber kettle, just like very specific Weber kettle ribs. I like that title. Use that one. Boom. There we go. <laughs> You know, I was thinking about this. I was like, man, we're going to give them a little taste of the grill coach. But I was thinking like food and taste and ah, never mind. It didn't really work out what I was thinking about. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I didn't say that. You'll cut that out, Frankie, right? To make me not look foolish. No, right, I'm we'll sure see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good laugh. All right. Hey, I, you, the thing is, though, I'm authentic. You get me and that's all you get. No more, no less. Hey, <laughs> All right. Since we're doing this and I kind of mentioned this, I'm going to go ahead and start first. So uh, I'm on the road, not away, not, you know, not near home where I got all my cookers on me. But I always do have a Weber kettle like in my back pocket. What well, blam? You got to be able to bust <laughs> that out, right? Like a, like a fairy god kettle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, hey, it's like grill coach skills will travel. You know, that, that, that's got to be another podcast right there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little handbook, like your grill coach skills yeah, will travel. Yeah. Keep yeah. up with this one. <laughs> so anyway, I get handed a rack of ribs. Blam. All I got is a Weber kettle. Like, okay. I really don't do ribs on a kettle. I like to hang my ribs. Uh, refer to episode 42, hanging ribs. Jay's favorite way to do it still. <laughs> it is my favorite way to do it as well. <laughs> Frankie's shaking his head, though. It's not 42. <laughs> It's not 42. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. So um, in this case, what I did, I did have something to stand some ribs up in the kettle itself. I don't, I did. I really didn't want to lay them flat because I felt like they're too long. It kind of doesn't really curve. I did set up the kettle with the indirect and direct sort of cooking um, setup. So I got all my coals pushed to one side and I got a pan under the other side. Our old buddy Wes would be proud of me because I had a pan there. And there um, so it just felt like, man, this is not going to work if I just lay them there. So I managed to stand them up, you know, using some other kitchen equipment. And and then I just cooked them indirectly and sort of just let it go until the bark looked right. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
that's really what I did. So the bark actually was looking pretty good. And I was really looking for the pullback in the ribs. The pullback on the bones, to me, I feel like that's one of the most important things. I did have a hard time with this one because typically I do a full rack of ribs. When I do the full rack of ribs, I do a bend test. Okay. But this time, oh, wait a minute. I just realized I forgot a key element here. I cut the rack in half to stand okay, them see, up on I the was, indirect I had side. follow-up questions. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized, oh, wait, I didn't tell them that. So, uh, yeah, so I cut the rack in half. So now it's, what, like six bones? And, like, the bend test is not going to really work too well with that. Right. And so I got the bark. I got the pullback. I probed it. 167, 205, 185, 201. <laughs> like, I'm like, these are all over the place. How in the heck do you probe ribs? I have still, I haven't figured it out yet. I was going to ask if you knew. <laughs> yeah. No, that was. Um, I did get a, it, it was a spare rack of ribs. Yeah, spare rib rack. So we did have the extra stuff on top that mm-hmm. I cut it out, made me a St. Louis style rack. And then the the extra bits on top, I I cooked those separate and did those, made those into, cut them up into chunks, made them into rib tips. Nice. And I also seasoned them with the sugar or fire and spice, the cherry cola rub. Okay. And mix it, mix it with meat church voodoo rub. Ooh, that sounds good. All right, let's just be honest. That's just what I had on hand. I really couldn't. Wasn't <laughs> intentional. Have a lot of other choices. <laughs> Hey, but they're they're good bases to work with. They work. They're gonna be good. They were good, and and I always do this too. I will pour the rubs in my hand individually, taste them, and then I don't know. I got this thing. I got to rinse out my palate, and then I'll put both rubs in my hand and sort of mix them on there and think, oh, okay, yeah, that tastes good How together. Work. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, like the episode of Ratatouille. <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm always doing it by looks too. Like I, I, I don't know. It, it's I don't know. I have so much fun barbecuing, really. and always just trying things. And uh, I, I really coated these ribs because I didn't have time to dry brine them either. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to add any other salty elements. But the past couple times when I will just put a straight commercial rub on there without the salt, like it comes out kind of bland. And I'm kind of like, what happens to my rub? It seems like it, I don't know, caramelizes. And atomizes, and it's <laughs> so it's rub. Nah, I can't even put that word together. I was trying to think fatimization, you know, but the fat goes away, but it rubs, and then the rub goes away. Rub. Have you ever done that? You you rub something, and it's like the rub is so good, but then at the end, you're kind of like, ah, that flavor didn't really come through. Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. Sometimes I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, well, where does the rub go? Going on. <laughs> where does the flavor go? It must be like. Burned off into the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> it just has your cooker smelling good. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. How long did the cook take? Uh, I hate when people ask me that question because I never pay attention. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say it was about two, three hours. Maybe. Okay. Because you- also my fire started out really low. Uh, and okay. I wasn't happy with my firehouse. started out low. And then I added a lot of coals left things open to let fire catch up. Then I felt like I got too much fire. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the product looked really good. So 
I pulled these off. I also found some makeshift stuff and made a sauce with it. Okay, get this. I had Korean bulgogi marinade. Okay. I'm already on board. I tasted it. I was like, ah, okay, it's not thick enough. I feel like it needs some more acidity. It needs more sweetness. It just needs more everything. Because just by itself, it wasn't enough. I added some brown sugar and some honey. Because the honey has the acid, and I'm still stuck on acid. Tasted that. Okay, now it's too sweet. I needed to balance it. Put some apple cider vinegar in there and some mustard. And then mix it all up. Now it tastes good. Like, I really like that. And uh, heated it up. I glazed the ribs on, or I glazed the, I glazed the sauce onto the ribs. Now I actually lay them flat when I'm glazing them. Especially how few might, sometimes you see... When you got saucy ribs, you almost have like little pools or little puddles of sauce on top. I kind of mm-hmm. want that to dry up and be gone. It's like, I feel like that makes it, the the sauce just really complement the ribs. When the sauce is, when it comes off all in your fingers and all over the place, that's when I think it, it overpowers the meat. So I wasn't really happy about that. About the, the sauce you made or just like how much on was still on there? Yeah, just like when it's too much sauce on there. I'm not not crazy about that. So, um, however, I was patient. I let them be. And then when I was done, I wrapped them in foil real nice and neat. Uh, man, when when ribs are like wrapped in foil and it's you can see the whole contours of the rib, it, it just looks cool. It felt really good. Uh, wrapped them in a kitchen towel and then put it in the microwave for them to rest. And I, okay. I tell you, these ribs seem like they were so good. Uh, I feel like it's the best rack I cooked in a long time. Oh, dang. Nice. And on the fly. Okay. I didn't taste them. <laughs> How do you know that? You just know. I mean, it's yeah. like, you know, I mean, you can tell by the texture, by the way it feels, it gets time to rest. Like, I just know that those things, good flavor. I know that they're good tenderness and I feel like, man, this, I just got a real good feeling about them. And so, but I wasn't making them for me, so I never tasted. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Who were they a gift for? That's a good, uh, that's a good gift. I would love a rack of your ribs. <laughs> oh, that, that was for my stepson. So he got those. And so, uh, and, and he, he loves the meat and just about everything I, I make, he loves it. So he's, the, he's the one big rat in Ratatouille. Where he likes everything. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice call out. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, it's a fun cook though. I mean, it's been a long time since I only cooked one rack of ribs though. Also, I'm usually always doing more, and then um, cooking in a higher quantity, I feel like it's harder to give attention to just that one rack. I did taste the rib tips. Now, the rib tips were fabulous, fabulous. Um, I put that sauce on those, and I kind of put them in a pan and they sort of braised in that sauce for a couple hours after the ribs were done. And yeah, those are delectable. I mean, yeah. So that's why I kind of feel like, all right, the flavor, this and that. And I think those ribs are going to be really good. Nice. And cool. It's always fun to cook. Uh, I mean, I think the first thing I cooked on my kettle when I got it was the rack of ribs. So really, that's the wrong thing. We always tell everybody cook is a pork shoulder. All oh, right, our chicken thighs. Yeah, no, I feel like oh, that chicken was the thighs and pork shoulder. First thing I did because I have like a picture of it, 
Okay. I remember I ticking and it was like very clean and there was wrap. Yeah. So that had to be it. It was definitely it. So. <laughs> uh, okay. Good call. On, good call on cutting in half too. I have like a little, um, I have like a rib rack that I bought. Uh, it can hold like three racks of ribs. Okay. Um, and uh, I've used that once, uh, but to cook like two racks of ribs, but I set it up in the middle of the kettle and then I use my two charcoal baskets to create two smaller fires on either side on, of on the kettle. On both sides. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that I like that cuz you got the middle that you can use the whole length of the of the kettle. Yeah, so you you don't necessarily have to cut it, but definitely need you yeah, it's the one rack or you need something like that little rib rack holder to to hold multiple, but good job. What if you just use like beer cans to hold them up? That hey, if it's working, <laughs> it's working. <laughs> I'm already thinking, do you open the beers? Because they can't be empty or else they fall over, right? So you got to have some weight. And you open the beers, and if they're holding the racks up, and then the beer gets hot, and then the beer gets into the chamber, and it adds flavor to your ribs. I could sell that to people, even though I don't believe in it. Dang, I'm sure you could, actually. You know what? We need to mock that up. <laughs> have you had beer can ribs mm. beer can ribs Ooh. <laughs> oh man that'd be the latest rage on instagram somebody listening is thinking about doing that right now and i'm sure it's that. gonna be amazing yeah they're gonna i mean you might see different versions you might actually have like three cans of beer and a rack just laid across the, the three of them you know kind of like the building in malaysia in singapore <laughs> they just get yeah, racks just sitting like that on top of beer there you go oh, dang <laughs> and yeah. then when it starts to bend you know it's done <laughs> oh perfect i love dang. it and they're like and how good is the beer with with pork dripping inside uh, all right you you lost me there you ah. lost me there <laughs> you're gonna make a broth out of it that's all yeah i was like oh i'm like a sauce actually out of it actually let me poach some <laughs> shrimp in it after mm. <laughs> all right so uh what did you use on your ribs uh, okay, cool. So definitely not planned. Uh, so I'm good coincidence that's that this both came up. But I was craving ribs, and I knew we uh, like I didn't have a lot of time to do it. it was on a Sunday afternoon, um, and it was like uh, game night, like our with our group of friends, and we were like learning how to play Dungeons and Dragons. So Ooh, it's, this is a new uh, adventure for me. So we'll see how Frankie this goes. that that is so nerdy. I, I can't believe <laughs> that you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, especially a month after my daughter convinced us to start playing Dungeons and Dragons. So oh, we no too way. are nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. See, it's all the rage these days. I even started playing magic. It's all the okay. rainy weather here in Portland. You just like need to like figure out how to play board games. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I like it. But all right. So I knew I had limited time uh, and I was really craving ribs. So I... Uh, did my hot and fast ribs that I have been like trying to perfect that um, I learned from Carla, Carla Music, mm. she, where yeah, yeah. you individually cut all the ribs and then cook them directly over a so hot and fast right over the coals. Yep. Um, and I, this might be my favorite way to cook ribs. Now, I know I just said hanging, but like this is actually probably uh, I don't know. It's maybe it's right up there with it. It's definitely more hands on. But it, they were done in wow. like less than an hour. I had to like, uh, like, and I think I did like two racks of ribs and then like in two back batches. So they cooked pretty Dang. fast. Yeah, okay. I um, marinate like I cut them and then like let them marinate for a bit while we like started, you know, the afternoon and stuff. With uh, I just got like a pre 
Dang, I was really cheating too. I was like just trying to, we were just hanging out. <laughs> All right, I was probably a little hungover too. So I was like, I'm not trying to do the most. So I bought like a pre-made, um, it wasn't even a barbecue rub, it was like a seasoning packet, like from okay. the Safeway store, but it just had all the like things I was looking for, like chili flakes, <laughs> like cumin seeds. Yeah, like some herbs. Like I was like, okay, this is, this is gonna work. Lemon peel, like let's do it. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, and I like the little hot and fast because everything gets a little charry, charred. Mm. Um, it's like a cool, like fun. I was like still like playing and like interacting while I was like grilling. So eh, okay. it, was, it, was, it was really fun. I really like it. I, I used some baby back ribs this time because okay. they were on sale. Uh, and so <laughs> I used whatever ribs are on sale. Gotcha. I was, yeah, I was really doing the minimum, but that was so good. It was like probably one of the, also one of my better racks of ribs that I made. Definitely the best with that style too. This is like maybe the third or fourth time I've done it. I think I have it nailed down. So that's so that. crazy, right? Because if you had it all day to plan out and all this, you would probably have done something completely different. But instead, you just did it all out of necessity. And like now here you're talking about, oh, this is one of the best racks you ever made. Yeah. Yeah. See, you just got to be creative guy or uh, be willing to try new things, as I say. <laughs> OK. All right. So I'm going to call it out here. I got a little barbecue group that I got that we will meet every other week at my house. And uh, one of these times I'm going to we're going to do your ribs. We'll do that hot and fast single singlet rib something. Frankie fast ribs. <laughs> hot and fast Carlos, Carlos, hot and fast ribs. Uh, oh, you called them yours. Now you gave them back to Carlos. I gave them back to Carlos. Well, well oh, if they're they're good, you can call them Frankie's hot and fast ribs. <laughs> I was gonna say this is recorded, sir. We got you. <laughs> I'm just trying to think about when it's on that direct fire. How? I mean, are you just doing it direct the entire time, or do you get some char on it, put it on the indirect side? Uh, no, I'm doing it the, the the whole time. So I'm like flipping it almost like not necessarily obviously constantly, but um yeah i mean i guess if i had to put it down each one would take like i would say like i don't know eight to ten minutes like honestly okay. if it's like super hot um and then boom it's done you so, just can't so we still let get... it overgo because right. so we're my... still getting rib juice dripping on the coals giving us that fatimization that us grill coach people love yeah you definitely are getting a lot of that <laughs> too much sometimes actually <laughs> okay all right hey and this this actually works out well too right because let's say you do you know you do three or four of them and you mess those up hey you didn't ruin the whole rack you still got other ribs there you go play around with it <laughs> oh i love that great idea yep we're gonna try that you know if you're in the group we're gonna try that boom <laughs> yeah i can't wait to hear about it all right well it will definitely be here i'll try to make sure to take notes um Speaking of which, so uh, taking notes, I want to just before we get out of here, go through a grill coach question. OK, well, before we move on to our question, uh, I, I want to like maybe tease my next highlight. Um, OK, so I did get a new, dare I say, grill gift. Oh, I think I'm going to call it okay. a grill. It's a cooking device. Um, I, it's a Konka grill, K-A-N-K-A. -A. It's like a rotisserie style situation. Um, that you can like put over like it comes with like a steak that you could like hammer into the ground and then like a really like skinny like a rotisserie or a like device that you plug you attach like the poles to and then you like you slide your protein over it and you just go for it and it like plugs in or it's battery packed or powered by batteries if you want uh and i've had a couple cooks on that the last few weeks couple weeks um and it's my new favorite wow. toy. So I can't wait to talk about okay. that. Okay. This 
Sounds incredible. Yeah, endless possibilities and fun. Okay, I, it's it's weird yeah. that I would hear something completely different, never heard of before. I know, and it's like cooking over live fire too. Is like I'm not like an open right. Like it, it's been an interesting uh, learning experience too. So, so was this something you uh, requested, so or somebody got it for you? Like what happened there? Oh no, it was the best surprise ever. D definitely uh, shout out to pops, okay. my dad. Uh, he surprises me with all the best grill gifts. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, it um, yeah, it was a gift for him. I know we've been like talking. We've been we're always talking about grills we want and stuff, but. Uh, I've been, I know I've been mentioning wanting a rotisserie for a while, so got to put it into the universe, right? Hey, there you go. Good job, Pops. Man, all right. Okay, so I get a text from a friend of mine. He's cooking two pork butts on his Traeger, and they got great color. They're looking like they're coming on fine, but then he says the Traeger malfunctioned, and he got the L-E-R code. It's a capital L, capital uh -oh. E, lowercase r code. Frankie, you have have you run into this before? Ooh, I have not. I have thankfully I'm gonna knock on wood or something. Uh haven't had any kind of like error code or something show up on my trigger, but I like see people like talking about these type of things all the time. So I'm I've always been curious about it. Well, I don't know if I've gotten LER codes, but I definitely had things go wrong with um the Traeger, even though I had a Green Mountain grill. I, I don't know. Just about every cook, something might go wrong, and you always always have to be paying attention. Uh, so in this case, the LER specifically means that your grill dropped below 125 degrees for more than 10 minutes. So uh, uh -oh. I know for me, this is probably usually because I don't clean out the pot enough. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> I don't vacuum it up enough because I'm lazy as heck. And uh, yeah, after a while, things just kind of gum up in there. And and then your pellets will stop firing, you know, just looking on Traeger's websites, you know, they have possible causes. Your grill started incorrectly. The weather's cold or windy, poor pellet quality. Um, Ooh. Yeah, that's what I thought. The pellets are old or wet. Let, let me give you a little side story. Friend of mine has a Myra Mixon pellet grill. He cooked on it. He hated it. But then he kind of he finally came clean to say, well, I left it out. In the rain, it was uncovered. The pellets inside got wet and sort of formed like a concrete block. <laughs> oh, no. And then he's like, and that thing wouldn't work. Well, you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so there's definitely some drawbacks sometimes to using the pellet cookers. This is why you need to have more than one cooker. I mean, you know, just, hey, who's acting up today? And you just go the other way. So exactly. <laughs> also, which one do I feel like cleaning first and have that one ready? <laughs> because what will I, I get, next? I've been getting frequently reminded, even in my, my drum, my pretty blue drum once got burnt to crisp and it's all nice and black. So even if you're cooking with charcoal, things can go wrong and sometimes they do. So it, that, nothing's out there foolproof. So, uh, so you know what I told him? I said, man, you know what? Since those pork shoulders have been on there several hours already, just finish them in the oven. And, you know, when you get time, really, I, I, and I think this is just about any time you have a problem with a pellet grill, you really just have to clean it out, empty it out and start it all over again. I think it's always just sometimes it's going to be something that's not fired right. 
Um, and so, of course, that takes time. You got to let it cool off and all of this. And that's why I was just like, instead of trying to do that and still try to finish a long pork butt cook, just finish it off in the oven. And then once you do get it all, everything cleaned up, then I, I wouldn't hesitate to run that like Traeger or pellet cooker, run it for a couple hours and see if you can just hold temperature. And uh, then if you're doing that, then you're you're back in the ball game. Um, but I think that is kind of a common error with every pellet cooker I've had, even the big, bad new one. You know, sometimes things just ain't working out right or I don't know. I get really excessive smoke or I don't like the smells. Um, and even in my big one. Now, I think a drawback to having such a big pellet cooker is you can cook a lot more meat on it. But then all of the grease that drips off from whatever you're cooking. So if you put 24 thighs on there, that is a lot of grease hitting that <laughs> bottom of, of that pan. And then when you're trying to cook on a higher temperature, that grease will like really start to smoke, smolder. You know, it can even catch on fire, just the grease inside there. And then that's going to put nasty soot and th- things like that on there. So, um, yeah, so I don't know. Just things you got to look out for. You know, it's never a dull moment in this world. All right. Well, I, I think we got to wrap up for today's uh, highlight show. And uh, Frankie, you want to thank our Patreon members? By the way, if you're listening to this, I know you're probably thinking, man, we should support these guys. I've been listening to them for a while. Go to our website. Go ahead. Join the Patreon. Uh, it's not too late. You can still get in there. Help us out. Just help us keep it going. Yes, the Patreon is a great way to support the show. It really does, you know, keep the uh, back end running, like the podcast hosting and uh, website hosting and really lets us, you know, build this community. So definitely thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, go check it out. I think we even got some fun projects in the pipeline for our Patreon. So something's coming soon, I promise. Uh, and then I encourage everyone to check out the website, realcoach.com, where you can find past episodes uh blogs new blogs we had some new blogs in the pipeline coming out as well check those um, out and other helpful information yeah uh and you can sign up for our newsletter where we will send our growco recommendations uh and show updates as well excellent well thank you frankie it's good to always talk with you and listeners thank you for tuning in and even if you only have a weber kettle get outside and with frankie and jay Barbecue the right way Clear of the grill So purple and snow To put smiles on the ones you love the most Get outside and chill And take your time Reverse it, try drive run Here to teach, learn and inspire We bring smoke, propane and fire Get outside and grill Now the time has come Turn up the volume, learn and have fun Younger or no matter the skill you just got to, you just got to